0: Welcome to Money Over Fifty with Dallas and Michael. Dallas, uh, today we're here to talk about why the future is brighter than you may think.
1: Thanks, Michael. Your topic. Thank you. This is one of those podcasts where I've, I've, I've got a word picture in my mind, and I'll, I'll try and I'll try and spit it out. And I may stumble at various times, but you'll be no doubt there to, to prod me along if I'm not actually verbalising what's going on in my head. So, there's a thing that I've noticed which. I'm not the only one who's noticed this. Throughout history, the current or the present is is for the average person in the world is far better than the past was through through any metric that you care to use. You know, mm-hmm. healthy outcomes. You know, economic outcomes, happiness indicators, um, even basic things like infant mortality. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all these sorts of sorts of things. So the the present is is better on average than the past. And now this is, of course, the exception proves the rule here. There are individuals where you could look at and go, well, 30 years ago, this was the case and then this was the case. And So I think if you look at Australia as an example, the average person in Australia, the present is is sort of better than in, in many ways than what it was 30, 40 years ago. And so on a small scale, we can see that where... Even I have to bite my tongue when I hear people complaining about you know it's hard for it's hard for first home buyers and all the rest of it. You go that's because first home buyers have have a brand new dual cabute and a brand new family SUV and they've you know mm. and and they want to go and buy a four bedroom house house with a, with a theater room. It, it's it's only harder because our our desires and and the things that we want are so much so much um, more than than our parents and grandparents mm. generation and so. I think the thing is, we see that across you know the subset of the population that we see, which is you know upper middle class people in Australia. But if you look at that globally, the the point I, I sort of want to make here is, is again a very concrete example of why the future, or the the economic future of the world, is brighter than we think. It's it's very fashionable or it's very uh, appealing. I think to go, yes, you know the world has progressed and um, you know, companies have grown by ten percent a year for the last, you know, two hundred years across the developed world. But, but that's all going to change, and we've, you know, things things are going to get tough from here on out, with no basis in reality. So, the word picture that I want to paint here, to think about why the future of the, f- of the world from an economical financial perspective is, is brighter than we think, or is going to be better than what we what we probably naturally assume, is, is if you think about this as an obstacle course. And so, you know that you hear you know these Spartan races that mm. people go and do, which is, again, a great example where my grandparents would be blown away to hear that <laughs> people pay $250 to go and run for 12K and have people yell at them and, and, and make them jump through mud and do all sorts of things. But you think of it as the, the start of the obstacle course and then you're running along and the first little hurdle is just a low hurdle that you, that you jump over. Mm. Now, on that low hurdle is written poverty. So, mm. the starting line is there and there's 8 billion people in the world and we all start running and the first hurdle has got poverty written on it and every year there are there are millions of people you're, totally. talking,
0: you're talking conceptually here. Conceptually. The Spartan race does not actually have I, I, poverty. I didn't yet. think that I should have to clarify. Sorry. That. There is no Spartan Sorry. race. There is no 8 this billion people. This is a metaphorical people. Spartan it's a metaphorical race.
1: metaphorical Spartan race. But yes. it is a proceed. I want, proceed. A, I want you to think about this in a concrete way. Yes. It is, no. oh, I like it. I yeah, like it. I just yeah. want to yeah. <laughs> clarify that. No, there's, there's no actual Spartan race with mm. everyone in the world. But 8 billion people start the race. And they started the race in, in mm. basically industrialization hundreds of years ago. Now, in our developed world, we all hurdled that first hurdle quite a long time ago, a hundred you know, decades if not hundreds of years ago, we jumped that first small hurdle and climbed out of poverty. And, and basically, we you climb that first hurdle and you've, you've immediately got enough to eat, you've got clean water, you've got electricity, you've got all of the little creature comforts, well, not so much creature comforts, but you've got the things that meet your basic living needs. Now, when people look at the current world and, and our present world, it it is true that there are there are still billions of people that haven't hurdled that first world, that, that are still don't have enough to eat. And you know, you've only got to go to places like Africa or, you know, throughout some parts of Asia where there are people who are still haven't climbed that first hurdle. They still have to worry about food security, they still have to worry about clean water. They they don't you know, they've got to go and walk two hours a day to get firewood to, to cook to, to to cook or to to have lighting or those sorts of things. But a huge a huge number of people have, have have hurdled that first wall and are, and are now in the next section of the of the obstacle race. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of the first wall. Wall and now when you climb that first wall, that first hurdle, you've got enough to to live and to not worry so much about your your kids dying young and you've all got that sort of thing. But you don't have a huge amount of disposable income as a rule. So even in those places where people have climbed out of out of poverty and and are comfortable and are approaching, um, you know, the next stage. They don't. They're not looking around to buy an iPhone, or they're not looking to you know go and buy a car, or to build a bigger house, or to spend money on other things. They're, they're they're basically just they've they've got their basic needs taken care of. That's the first hurdle, and it's a pretty short hurdle. And billions of people, millions of people every year, and billions of people have already climbed that first hurdle. The second hurdle in this metaphorical obstacle race is mm-hmm. is another bigger, higher wall with the ropes hanging off it. And written on that wall is called the middle class. So if you think of it as in the developed world, the vast majority of us have already, have already scaled that second wall and we're on the other side of that. We're comfortably in the middle class. Now, I'm going to leave out all the other hurdles of if you want to be ultra wealthy or you know, a high net worth. Ind- but most people in Australia are already in, they've, they've scaled that next wall. And, and when you land on the other side of that wall, what happens is basically people hand you bags of cash and so you've you've really had enough to eat you had enough to take care of your kids you didn't have to worry about health as much you're now in that in that middle class section you've you've scaled the wall you're in the middle class and and people hand you as you as you land on the other side someone hands you a bag of cash and that's effectively what happens in our modern world is that every week we go to work we we pay for food we pay for lighting we we pay for our kids education and and health and we go right well, what am i going to do with the money that's left over and that's where we have iPhones and we have, you know, we, we have the ability to buy a new car. We have the ability to renovate our kitchen. We have the ability to go on an overseas trip. Or We have the ability to you know, do any one of these things. Now, because we're already there, I think it's, it's a, it's a safe, it's the human condition to look around and think that everyone else is like that. Mm-hmm. But if you're able to look around the side of that wall and, and see how many people around the world have, have got over that poverty hurdle but are now running towards the, the middle-class wall and, and are starting to scale up and over that. It's, I, don't, I don't know the numbers, and, I'm, and I, if I was to try and pick a up I'd just be making things up, but the concept remains that billions and billions of people around the world are, are safely out of poverty now and are getting out of poverty and are racing towards middle class and are scaling that wall and are landing on the other side mm-hmm. and are finally having some disposable income. Yeah. At the time when that is happening, if you own if you own a share of some of the greatest and best companies all around the world, what do you think is going to happen when people land on the other side of the wall and someone hands them a big bag of cash and for the first time in their life, they don't just have to worry about have they got enough to eat and are their kids going to be healthy? They actually have enough money to then be able to go and spend some things. Those companies, you're you're, you know, all, all of the, the, the greatest and, and biggest and best companies around the world, they are going to capture an astronomical amount of that of that new wealth, of that new net worth that those individuals have. And so it's, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but it's just an interesting visual, an interesting concept to think. If you think the world is going to be so much scary or that you think that returns of financial assets will, go, will, be, you know, will be less in the next 50 or 100 years, mm-hmm. You have to reconcile that with the fact that there are billions of people scaling that wall and coming down the other side and, and finally getting their own bag of cash to go and buy things and spend things and do things with. Yeah, look, look um, certainly,
0: certainly that finds its way through to the, the companies that you own. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's well, We've never seen and over the next coming decades, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll see, like you said, Literally billions of people move up into that middle class. Yeah. Um, those people, as they as they have more money to be able to not just meet their basic needs, mm. it is going to find its way into the home of the, the best companies around the world yeah. into their profits.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what will those companies be? We know we know who they are now. We don't know who they're going to be in the future necessarily. Yeah. So. Um, obviously to own a, a broad group of those companies yep. is the way to go. Uh, because you, you you capture you capture those guaranteed there's there's guaranteed, there's guaranteed there. money. Yeah, there's, there's, there's guaranteed there's money. This isn't gonna change. This yep. is, there's not there's not gonna be something that, that changes here to to yep. to um to derail that. Yeah. Um it's 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 there for the capturing it's just about actually investing yeah. in a, you know, from an investment point of view from a from a purely it's it's wonderful what you said Dallas and um, yeah you know, we're of course all happy for these these people yeah. moving in the middle class <laughs> yes from yeah, a pure right. selfish economic, point of view that's right an economic yeah. point of view yeah to own a big group of yeah. the best companies in Australia and the world yeah um, you, you guarantee you guarantee yourself capturing the profits of
1: that money that's going to be spent yep. money is spent and, and that's um, and that's i guess the point this this is you know again if we, we live in a capitalist system where the only way those companies can can get some of that money is to provide to those newly middle class people what they mm-hmm. want and so i think there's a couple of points you made there that are that are um the the first one is that we don't know which companies that's going to be so i just use the analogy before of People land on the other side, the first thing they want to do is buy an iPhone. Now, that's not actually the case because if you go to a lot of other markets around the world, they don't want an iPhone, they want a Samsung Galaxy. So, I don't just want to own Apple shares or I don't want to just own a portion of Apple. I want to own any of these companies that is going to be able to provide to these people what they want. I I actually think of a a device
0: as a gateway. So, (laughs) so owning the device itself is a physical thing and we can all conceptualize that. Yeah but it's a gateway to buy other
1: things. Yes. People, what, do, what do people do with yeah. their device? Yeah. they look they, up things they get. I like to look at that. That consume I yeah. they, they doing they... this thing, I can t- you know, I can take advantage of that. So they they they're, they're, and it's, they're, they're and, doing and, yeah, they're and, doing all those types. Of things. That's a good example because it's not zero sum. It's not a zero sum game where they get the device and then they use the device to consume. They also get the device or they get the access to the internet or they get the whatever and they then have the ability mm. to to produce more and contribute more to society. Which then is a virtuous cycle for the per- the, the people next to them that can hmm. can then uh, you know purchase things off them and and that's that's I think the, the, the yeah the the we we we
0: risk going down the rabbit hole here. <laughs> There's
1: <laughs> but, a lot of like rabbit a, holes we could go, but down but, here,
0: but, yeah. a, but a country that comes out of poverty, um, what they do at the start is they is, is they effectively do very very low paid low skilled labour yeah and they earn. Very little yeah. from doing that. Um, what inevitably happens after that is is uh, they get better at technology yeah. and they do things more efficiently. They get better at and, producing and, things and better that at people producing want. things faster. Yeah, with more tech, yeah. and they reinvest in themselves. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you, you you know, wages can be a little bit higher now, yeah, and the cost of producing those goods are lower, yeah, and they can sell them for a little bit higher. Um, what you get is is you get a whole wave of people. Swept up into, like you said, working class first yep. on very little, and then they're getting swept up into the middle class. Yep. And it's a it's a vacuum because yep. um, obviously in Australia, we uh, we, we we just don't have the labour. Uh, d- no, that's right. Well, Even if people wanted those jobs, which they don't, yep. we do not have. The, yep. We yep. don't currently have the labour force to support. This so is a vacuum there, yep. and yeah, you you, you we, we purchase, we're purchased. we we're certainly net purchases mm. of. Of um, imported goods yep. as opposed to net exporters, we yep. export, of course,
1: yep. raw materials and raw
0: materials and things like that. Yeah, but um, we just don't have the labour force to to be able to do this. So we can we can we can net import things so much more cheaply than mm. we can produce on, yep. on themselves. As we do that, as we do that, we um, we certainly we certainly help those those people scale that wall. those people scale that wall. Yeah. Um, they in turn, they in turn then do the same. They in turn do the same, yeah. And they in turn, uh, they're consuming all the time. People are consuming all of the time, yeah. Um, I went to China in 2012, and uh, yeah, they 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 were just at the cusp at that point in time of of actually people climbing that people climbing class. into that middle class, and um, and I mean just to use the iPhone, everyone had iPhones. Um, it was a status symbol to yeah, drive a, yeah. an imported car. Yeah, um, have, have that. Uh, I've always found it amazing that that someone in China has the same iPhone as a billionaire in Russia. Yeah, like <laughs> there are no gold plated no. iPhones. Maybe <laughs> no. there are, but yeah, but, yeah. But, you, know, you watch it, it's yeah. it's it's amazing that, that that those two people have the same thing. Yes, those, yeah. those two and people and, yeah, essentially right. have the same thing. Can do the same things on there. Yeah. Obviously, they don't have the money to spend yeah. that the Russian billionaire has. No, but but um, but. Yeah. but they have the same tech yep. on there. It's it's um it's 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 quite amazing, and it's and it's and it's all, it's all changing. What are people going to spend their money on? We we don't just know. don't know that. No. I read yesterday about these non fungible tokens. Can you believe? <laughs> you know, there's I've pictures read of these, apes. They're not, not even pictures. What what what? <laughs> what are these things
1: people are spending let's, money. let's not get into that you you will have an aneurysm if we start talking about non-fungible I, tokens i guess, you I, guess will hate it. I guess my point is yeah. um there's there's ne- in some areas there's more money than goods
0: if someone to, said yeah there's yeah. there's more money than goods available so if someone said 10 years ago people are going to be spending Yeah. buying these things in, in yeah. 2021 you'd, you'd, be blown you'd, you'd say no one actually knows what people are going to consume no, in that's the future right. so yeah. what you what you, we've always had the policy of of owning all of the, the great companies, the, all of the great companies of Australia and the world. Yep, and and and, and we don't mean literally all of them, but nah, we mean
1: yep, the, the yep. vast majority of yep. them. And so I think that's that's uh, the the first point I make is that that's happening. That you know those people are climbing that middle class, and and bec- the world is the world is getting um, now. I won't even get into the whole concept here of yes, there are some downsides to that, and and all the rest of it, and there's um, there's all sorts of issues around around those things, but. Across the board, if you're, if you're a person in one of these developing countries and you've had the chance to hurdle that first wall and you now have food security, that's a fantastic thing. And if you have the ability to to climb into the middle class, that's what you're going to want to do. And so, firstly, I think it's just the concept that, that that is happening, that's something that's going on. The second point, which which is the one that you made um, very well there, Michael, is that we don't know what those people are going to spend money on, but we know that, they're, we know that it's happening. They're, they're landing on the ground on the other side of that wall and and they've got they are going to have money to spend on something, we know that's going to happen. We don't know what it's going to be. That's why we need to be diversified. That's why we need to be owners of the great companies around the world. But that's why we need to be diversified. Mm-hmm. The third thing I'd, I'd say there, the way that I think of it is that if you're sitting there watching all these people scaling this wall, and and everyone's fear then of owning um, the biggest and best companies around the world is, what about you know volatility? So. If I'm watching that wall, and in the next ten years a billion people scale that wall, or in the next years, ten years, eight hundred thousand people scale that wall, I, I still want to own. I still want to own those companies. It, mm. it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense for me to sit here and go, "Well, well, let's see the rate at which. Let's see how many people per day are scaling that wall. Or let's see what. You know, the concept remains the same. There are billions of people climbing into the middle class. I want, to, I want to, from a financial point of view, it makes sense for me to be able to uh, buy portions of those great companies and to be able to, for my retirement savings, capture some of that wealth by providing to these people some of the things that they want. It, I, don't care. I don't care whether it's a billion people in the next 10 years or a billion people in the next eight years or if it's 500, I don't know, I'm making numbers completely up here. But when you think of it that way, trying to time the market, when trying to time when to get in and out of these great companies around the world. It makes no sense. You're not, it's not as though people are climbing in the middle class. Oh, well, now they've stopped and they're going to stop for the next two years. So I'll get out and get back in in two years' time or I'll get out and get back in in six mm. months' time. They're still climbing in. Now, my my portion or my share of these great companies around the world, the price of that might go up and down by 50% year to year. It, it doesn't matter. I just still need to own those. I need to own... As many of the great companies around the world as I can, and I need to just hold on to them the whole time because over the coming decades, those people are scaling that wall. I don't know when, and I don't know how quickly, and I don't know what they're going to spend on the other side, but I know it's coming. Mm. Yeah, look, um, anything you'd add, Dallas? I don't think so. I don't know. I hope that I've actually been able to get this this image in my in my mind out and into the, and and maybe people listening to this gun, That's all very conceptual, but. We touched on this before with comparing a company to a to a property, for example. I mm. think people struggle with the tangibility of that. You get, you, if you think of it as you own a portion of this company, and the best companies around the world, they exist to provide goods and services to to people who who, who are going to be able to give the money for it. Yeah. that's it's a. It's and virtuous. it's always been that way. It's always been that way. And right? it will always
0: be that way. Yeah. We don't know what those companies yeah. are going to provide in the future. Yeah. We don't know what those companies yeah. uh, will be called. Yeah. We don't know exactly what... We don't know year to up.
1: year whether their price will go up or yeah. down. But we know that those people that are scaling up, well, that money is going to find a home. It finds out. its way into the, into, yeah. the, into the
0: profits of those companies. Yeah. And if you own those companies, yeah. uh, you make uh, a
1: return yeah. from that. Yeah, so I feel like this probably is a bit more like one of those SBS movies where there's, there's no real end in sight, other than the concept of whenever you think of, oh yeah, don't think of it as buying shares. Don't think of the stock market. Don't think of it as, oh yeah, I'm going to buy CBA shares or I'm going to buy these shares. I just, I, I need to, I need my the best way for me to save for my retirement. And again, this isn't personalised advice. Probably over the coming decades, over the next thirty years that I'm going to be retired for the the best way for me to provide for my retirement is to own a portion of those great companies who are going to mm. get out there and provide to that new middle class the things that they want. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.